Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. Danger Zone. Uh, welcome back. Uh, once again, there's three voices. I'm going to be sneaky about it and let you guys figure out who's not here. Oh, baby, it's Chris. It's All right. Always, it's always Chris. I heard it was another kitchen incident. I This guy just needs to stop cooking. He just loves running with knives. It just You don't? I mean, I do. I laugh in the face I just am apparently more skilled at doing it. Apparently. Good for you, dude. Thank like, you. Uh, so let us start out with a shot. So Carson Wentz has gone down. Now there aren't man down, man down. There aren't a lot of fantasy quarterbacks available in leagues um, for the playoffs, and I assume Carson Wentz was probably a starter for playoff teams. Carl was a he lot a of starter? Ah. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, so, just thinking of guys that might be on the free agent wire. So names like uh, for standard leagues, names like Garoppolo, names like obviously Foles. Garoppolo is a great matchup this week going against Tennessee. That's true. Uh, and also uh, maybe maybe in a, a lot of leagues, probably Blake Bortles, uh, Eli Manning. Um, there's a lot of starters that you might see able to find on the waiver wire. Who do you think is the is the best grab right now to, to replace Wentz, not just this week, but for the rest of the of the playoffs, if you think that you can use somebody to get the rest of the playoffs. Well, it's not Josh McCown. No, it is not Josh McCown. It is McCown. certainly not Josh McCown. Another um, rest in peace. Um, I think Blake Bortles is a really good option this week. They're playing Houston. Houston has allowed three different time, three different teams this year to uh, over 400 yards of offense. Now, I'm not saying Blake Bortles is going to go out there and get you 35 or 40, but I think he could be a very solid option. He hasn't been turning the ball over a ton recently. He's been playing well as a game manager instead of a game winner. They've got a strong running game behind Leonard Fournette and Chris Ivory and TJ Yeldon. And D.D. Westbrook has been doing well every week. Yeah. And Marquise Lee has Who been having that a great before the season. season. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I think I think my pick would honestly be Blake Bortles. I would actually agree with that. The last three weeks, they are playing Houston. San Fran and Tennessee, not exactly crap, crap, crap. Not exactly three teams that uh that have great secondaries, or even a secondary in most right. cases. Yeah. Um, if he's still available for whatever reason, Case Keenum isn't a bad pickup. Um, because they're facing uh Cincinnati. Last, they're facing Cincinnati, Green Bay, and then the Bears to finish off the season. So it's not exactly high power, high power defenses. The Bears. Stop Bears. All right, we got Ditka versus a Hurricane. Who wins? Uh, what's the name of the Hurricane? Uh, the name of the Hurricane is Hurricane Ditka. Ah, uh, trick question. See, I ruined that. You, you, you did, but uh, you'd still take Ditka. All right, Ditka versus God. Trick question. Ditka is God. God. Oh, I missed. Yeah, just have another heart attack. How many does that make? Uh, it makes about a baker's dozen. All right, <laughs> so miss, we've watched a bit of that. I miss Chris Farley so much. That is so good. 
All right. So with that, uh, so we've got two two Bortles. Um, I would also I would I would give props to Garoppolo as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he has had two strong performances as the now starting quarterback. Now he's still undefeated as a starting quarterback in the league. He is four and zero. And as a 49ers fan, how do you feel about your team winning games right now? I absolutely. hate hate it as someone as as a fan of a team that owns their second round pick i also hate it um but luckily at the end of the season they've got tennessee jacksonville and the rams so yeah garoppolo this week might be a good pick but jacksonville and the rams are tough for to go up against secondaries especially jacksonville as we learned last night division games are always tough yes um and by last night i mean monday night because we record on tuesdays division don't reveal the se- don't show them how the sausage gets I've made i've already said it like 14 times on this show mm, no i don't um, notice <laughs> it's because you don't pay attention to what i say what yeah, huh? exactly uh but no i mean division games are always tough you can never 100 percent count them out because no one would have thought that miami would play Brady the way they did last night and play the Patriots. I did. Actually, before the game started, I told someone that Miami, late season Miami is is uh, New England's kryptonite. Yeah, well, even Miami I've seen at, it week no, 17 a couple years ago. Yeah. Miami at home is New England's kryptonite. Yeah. Because they play well. Brady is now 7-9 and nine against Miami at home. That might be one of the only teams he has a losing record against. He has three and the other two are NFC teams. I can't remember. I didn't hear who they were. But the only other teams are NFC teams, and he's played them a total of four times in his career. Mm. So not really that much of a yeah, no, not that's... much of a statistical output to go up on. Is one of them the Giants? Maybe? I actually don't think it is. They actually not regular season, no. Yeah, they they play the Giants well actually during the regular. They've got two losses against the Giants, yes, but they've beat them every other time they've gone up against them. Okay. Yep. Fun fact. Good to know. All right, so time. For the quick outs. All right, let's go. Let's let's quick let's quick this out. Let's quick this out. So as we kind of mentioned, uh, Carson Wentz is now on the IR. Uh, he tore his ACL. He then played the rest of the series on a torn ACL. Um, scored a touchdown. Threw a touchdown yeah. pass too. I think it was Alshon. This um, was. But then came off and then walked to the locker room, and you could tell that it was something. Something wasn't right. Um, he's going to be out for the foreseeable future. It's possible he may even miss nine the- to twelve months is what they're saying is possible. Well, that's a normal turnaround time for an ACL. Yeah, Unless is nine to twelve months. And- well, but he's not human, right? So, uh, well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, but no, so Carson Wentz is out for a while. This has implications for both. I mean, obviously, if you're in the playoffs and you have Carson Wentz, you're looking for a bandage of like Nick Foles or the people that we um, as we have mentioned as yeah. we've just mentioned um in dynasty it affects him too because he may might be out next year might be out part of the ne- part of next year too so I mean it's it's bad timing for Philly it's really bad timing for Philly going down the stretch um just a question for you guys do you, what do you think this does to their uh playoff standings do you think it um are they still the clear favorite in the NFC no no not anymore uh, no, and I, I don't. Even, I don't ever think they were fully clear favorites. That Seattle game really opened up a lot of questions they, for me personally. They had a weak schedule. Um, they have played worse against better teams. Yep. That's for sure. They they've won against some better teams, but they play worse against them. Um, and without Wentz, I just don't see them going far in the playoffs. I think. Um, I would love to tell you guys that I think Minnesota is the team to beat, but I honestly think the Saints are. I, the Saints just look too good. I think it's going to be a case of. I think it's going to be a repeat of 09 where the NFC Championship yep, game. I agree. The Saints against the Vikings, except this time it's going to be at U.S. Bank Stadium instead of the Superdome. 
Well, luckily for the Maybe. Eagles, I I think I that's just my opinion, just because the Vikings have a little bit of a soft schedule. But that and, that loss last week hurt the Vikings because if the Saints win out and the Vikings lose one more, they've got or the Saints have a better record because they have a tied record now, don't they? Right, but the Saints also have a much tougher schedule. That's true. They've got Atlanta and Carolina. Atlanta, Carolina, and the Jets this week. But, yeah, yeah, but Atlanta yeah. and Carolina. Yeah. I mean, the Jets have still been showing up. You can never count that game out. It, it's going to be tough this week, which brings yeah, me to... you which might be able to bring it out a little bit because... Because of our next quick out, Josh McCown, the number seven quarterback fantasy-wise, is out for the rest of the year with a broken hand. Let's see the hack. No, we're not. We're, it'll be Bryce Petty. I want the hack. Which, if he showed anything this past week against Denver, no one wants Bryce Petty. No. No one, no one wants him, and if he's starting ahead of the hack, no one wants the hack. Although I want the I hack. Would, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see the hack. I just nope. want to see them put him in one game. Nope. Just to show everyone, yes, he is that bad. Oh, okay. That that I can buy. I'll get on board with that. Like not as like uh coming in and in, in uh later on in the game. I want him to start one game because they drafted him. They drafted him in the second round, right? He was a second round pick, yep. Yeah. They, traded they drafted they traded up, they drafted him in the second round. Uh he has sat behind multiple bad quarterbacks for three years now. And man, you just got you got to put him in once. You gotta give him that one start because I want to see how many uh, sideline reporters can catch passes from Christian Hackenberg. Well, Sam Ponder had six receptions for however many yards. Yeah. So six points PPR. Sam Ponder. That's why he, he well, I mean, he walked off the field going. She was wearing green. She was wearing green. And she she goes, wasn't wearing green. I think he's red green colorblind. Well, let's be real. She's. She's good at uh, catching bad passes. Look at her yeah. husband. She oh. is a Christian. If Team if Team Tebow has a thought, is it a Christian ponder? <laughs> I have to go. My people need me. Carl, I enjoyed that one. Thank you. You're welcome. That that's an oldie but goodie. Um, I've never heard it, so it's new to me. Oh, I'm glad that's new to you. All right, moving on um, to, on the injury bandwagon. Uh, Jordan Reed is now officially placed on the IR for this. For the of the he year. hasn't played in what eight weeks? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's been a while. Yeah, it's sort of a. I mean, hey, Jordan Reed's hurt again. Let me put on my shocked face. Spoiler take alert, it's take a guess at how many yards per catch he was averaging this year. Was it? I would guess. I would guess it's actually pretty good. It's probably like fifteen or something stupid like that. Shane, you got a guess? Of I'm sorry, what was the question? Uh, how many yards per catch did Jordan Reed average this year? Three. Well, okay, not that bad. 7.8. 7.8 yards per catch. He only played in a few games. I assume okay. he only has like 15, 16 catches. According to Roto World, and this is an exact quote, when Reed was on the field during his age 27 campaign, he was ineffective, averaging a fullback-like 7.8 yards per catch. Oh, and so he don't was just you dare like say Samaj anything about Samaj P. Ryan. What's his yards per catch? What's Samaj P. Ryan's yards Carl, per catch? Carl, you got the internet in front of you. Oh, I am looking um, this oh, up. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling this up so because uh, I'm super into this one. So, Carl, get to the next topic here. All right, sounds good. Um, Adrian Peterson it missed, has missed the past, what, two games, Zach? Uh, yes. With a neck injury? Yep, he's missed the past two games with a neck injury, and they're saying that there is no timetable for his return, which... <sighs> With Arizona not really doing anything, I'm guessing he's just out for the year. So yeah. how many how many yards per catch did uh did did Jordan Reed average? Seven point eight. Uh Samaj P. Ryan is averaging seven point eight yards per catch. 
I am so happy right now. You know, Zach. I did it to since, myself. Since I did it to Eli, myself. Since Eli Manning is a starter in the league again, I needed something to bring my spirits back, and you just you just did it. I knew I shouldn't have said anything. You brought me back up. You have no idea how much I debated not saying that stat. But when Carl brought it up, I had to say it. And now I regret it. I mean, he's also averaging a uh, a sweet, sweet running back total of 3.59 yards per carry. That sounds like a fullback to me. How many 200-yard games does he have this year? Two? Two in a row? Is that, is that right? Uh, no. 200 yard that games? That is not right. No, he had two 100 two yard 100 games. Yard games. I games. thought you were saying 200 yard games. We both thought uh, you, you nope. said 200 yard games. games. I was like, uh, none? Uh, yes, he had two. And since then, he has almost had a 50 yard game. Hey. Twice. Fair. Washington's <laughs> offensive line is also garbage. Well, that's okay. Anyway, so. You t- God, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. All right, moving on to more injury news. Um, the guy that replaced Adrian Peterson, kind of not really. I don't know why I said that. Um, Alvin Kamara uh, got <laughs> well, a concussion. Yeah, he really did. He did replace Adrian he repla- Peterson. He replaced him in the rotation. Like That's not completely wrong. Yeah. Um, I don't think AP really had a spot in that rotation from the get-go. Nah. Did you see the way he looked at Sean Payton? That, weren't, that, mm-hmm. that was the love he showed his son. Oh... That was a bit far. No, I liked it. I like to switch it up. Uh, oh, so, Jesus. Alvin Kamara should be back. Uh, for those of you that weren't paying attention to one of the best fantasy running backs this year, uh, he got concussed early in the game against Atlanta. Um, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, it was Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. I you just you mumbled your I way mean, in. Uh, he was tearing oh. him up too, because then the, I think on the first drive of the game he had two catches for twenty nine yards. Yeah, something like that. And then he got plastered. Yep. Um, and not in a good way. Uh, he missed the rest of the game. They're thinking he should be good to go for this Sunday. Yeah, um, that's they're, they're saying that he should be good to go. He hasn't practiced yet, but I mean, as we record this, it is early in the week. I'm not going to say which day because we're not going to tell you how the sausage is made. Tuesday. But, um. But yeah, they're they're saying that uh, he's expecting to be good to go for Sunday. I should say they're they're not saying it; he's saying it. Someone else who may or may not be good to go Sunday, Aaron Rodgers. I would not. We're not going to say he's a lock to play because he's not a lock to play. Um, far from it. Far from it. But he's got a shot. You remember when Tony Romo tried to come back from his collarbone injury? Do you Didn't he just re-break it? Do you remember the last time Aaron Rodgers came back from his collarbone injury? Yeah, it was against the Bears. Yeah, it was. Dub Bears. And they're, I mean, they're not exactly facing an all-star team this week, but they are facing a team that made the Vikings look kind of stupid on, like, three plays. Um, but, so, he's not, if you're looking for a big boom, like, if you're looking for that boom bust, you gotta play him. Like, I'm, so I'm losing in one of my leagues, it's a two-week uh, playoff in the couples league. Okay. And I am down by 35 points. What happened? Um, Baltimore's defense happened. Oh, got and, um And Josh McCown's injury hurt ASJ. ASJ got targeted like twice. Um, and that was both when uh, McCown was still playing. Okay. So he got me a nice goose egg and the Baltimore defense got me a nice negative six. 
Ooh. And Jonathan Stewart was sitting on my bench with a solid 28 points. Oh. Yeah, that sucked. So I've got Aaron Rodgers. I got Drew Brees as my starting quarterback. I don't know that I need Aaron Rodgers, but um, I've got Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. So me personally, even as a Vikings fan, I kind of hope Rodgers comes back. And then I hope that the next week, Barr re-breaks his collarbone and then does the discount double check. Oh. He's setting the bar high. Discount double check. You should have double checked your collarbone. Maybe you'll get a discount double check at the hospital. I don't know. I'm just making up words now. This is getting out of control. A little bit. Out of hand. Um, I don't think he's going to come back. I I think that I th- we discussed it, uh, before that yeah. Green Bay wished they lost one of those games uh, just so that they didn't have this where their fans are saying, he's practicing, he should be able to come back. Yeah, but you don't want to risk that. You don't. You're. This is a broken season. For the slim chance. Uh, for the slim chance. Sorry, that was a sneeze that oh. turned into a laugh that was weird. Um, for this season, that is. The odds of them making the playoffs are so slim. But they're still there enough for Packers fans to be like, we can make the playoffs if just give us a chance. R E L A X. Relax. Like they're. Don't. Do you not remember a few weeks ago when the Cleveland Browns still had a chance to make the playoffs and we talked about that? I do. <laughs> so how they have a better chance than Cleveland than Cleveland did at the time. Why would you not play your star quarterback? I get where both of you are coming. I get where you're coming from, Shane. But if there's a chance, you got to play him. And I, I mean, we, Chris, or that, oh, Shane. There I'm we not, go. I'm not even drinking tonight. Um, that's a weird thing. Um, that is we, a weird thing. Yeah, are you okay? No, I'm, I, well, I donated blood, and so I'm a little... I'm like, yeah, I should probably not get... Oh, so you have soda. Yeah. Well, it would have taken Hydrate. me less to get... Hydrate. It would have taken me less, and think of where I'd be. Um, so, I mean, a collar... If Aaron Rodgers does come back, and he does, like, re-break his collarbone, it's a collarbone. It's... As he's shown this week, or this year, he'll be he'll be fine in, like, ten weeks. It's not like it's, yeah. you know, him coming back from a, you know, broken ankle... I get what you're saying, but if he comes back this year, this is the week that it has to be because this is their last big game. And he just returned – well, this is their last – they're playing the Panthers. Yeah. And if they don't win this game, then they're out of the hunt. Right. They need. That's what I'm saying. This is a must win for them. Yes. Uh, And it's got to be this week, and you can't rush him back with a collarbone injury. I mean, if he's not ready to get on the field and actually play – because he's – He's going with the second unit, but I don't even think he's got pads on yet. I mean, you don't you don't try to push him back too fast. I mean, I get what both of you are saying, but you got to think about somebody's health. And you can say it's a collarbone, but it's still a broken bone in a person's body. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, no, I, I agree yeah. with you. But, I mean, I'm sure if you talk to Aaron Rodgers, he would say, even if he's not 100%, he'd probably say, yeah, get me out there. Probably. But, yep. All right. Um, moving on. Um, for those of you interested, Zach Miller uh, is is he's, he's getting better. He's getting better. He had eight. Sur- he has had eight surgeries on his leg. Yeah, um, since the time of his injury, is eight eight separate surgeries. Um, career over. Yeah, he's thirty three. I I gotta think the career is over. Yeah, probably, most likely. But it's a good run. Um, and then last but not least, on a higher note, um, Kenny Britt got cut by the Browns. And then subsequently signed by the Patriots. Oh, who? Oh, yeah. 
Um, we're kind of thinking that it's nothing more than a Michael Floyd from last year situation. That's what, that's how I feel. I think Shane is a little bit different, but uh, that's how I feel. I think that he's a player that has had a down year this year with the Browns, who, I mean... But remember, wide receivers have great years with them. That's true. Terrell Pryor. Different wide receivers, though. I mean, <laughs> Kenny Britt's not the same style of wide receiver. And I told you, I was saying before the season that I didn't think Kenny Britt was a good pick, uh, fit for the Browns. Yeah. Because um, uh, Terrell Pryor had a great year last year, yes. But he's a different style. Of, he's a much yeah. faster wide receiver than Britt is. Um, same thing with Gordon every year as you know that he plays. He looks good on the team, but he's a very different receiver than, than Britt is, too. Britt's a good complement to the Patriots because it gives them that, you know, if... It gives them size, honestly. It gives them, like, that second tight end that you can yep. slip in the slot that, that you know, I don't want to bring back old memories, but like they had with Aaron Hernandez. I mean, you can slip him into that kind of role. Yeah. Um, it, it Essentially, they'll put him in where they were going to put Martellus Bennett in a lot of plays. Uh, so that it's Gronk and, and Britt across the field from each other. And that's scary. Or it could be. We'll see. I like it. I like the signing. Even if it is, if it's just, you know, we want a guy for practice. That way, um, when we're going up against big receivers, we can use him for it. The thing is, though, he's not that same kind of big receiver as, you know, he can't jump in and pretend to be Julio Jones because he doesn't play like Julio Jones. I mean, yeah, Floyd worked that way because he has a similar build, but... I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. And that is it for our medium speed outs. I'm sorry, what? Our medium speed outs. Oh, medium. Okay. <laughs> that's, it for our, that's it for our chair routes. <laughs> I was very confused for a second. <laughs> so do we want to cover our suds and duds before we go on to our main topic? Yeah, let's do some duds and suds. All right. So we are going to start with the one who isn't present, and that is Chris. Now, if I were to tell you a stat line of first skill position player non-quarterback of 7 for 61, that, you would think that's not bad, right? Yeah. Except that was Marshawn Lynch's stat line, where he had seven carries in that entire game for 61 yards, but he also had a touchdown. So unfortunately, Chris missed on his dud. That's He only had seven carries? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I suppose they were playing from behind most of the game. Yeah, it's it's hard to run the ball when you're playing from behind, yeah. but yeah, seven, when your running back's playing that well, you got to hand him the ball every now and then. Uh-huh. Kansas City. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, And so that was good for 12 points. Uh, his sud was Trent Taylor, uh, the, all, the person who we all said who about, Ooh. and he had two catches for 11 yards, so he was only good for about one to two points. So Chris had a down week, we can say. Yeah, that's about right. Next, we have me, and I had a very down week as well. Probably worse than Chris's. Uh, my dud was Russell Wilson. He finished roughly around 25 points in fantasy. You know, for almost three quarters, that looked like a good pick. It really it did. did. And then the fourth quarter happened, and FML. Um, but yeah, no, he finished with 271 yards, three touchdowns. He did have three picks, but he also had 50 rushing yards, so... The touchdowns and the and the rushing yards were enough to get him past. Yeah. Uh, my sud, which I I am officially off the bandwagon now, was Cameron Bright. Uh, he had one catch for eleven yards. That said, I thought that that was a pretty good grab or pretty good choice because I mean it was Jameis. Jameis is back and mm -hmm. he likes Bright. Yep, but I'm officially off that. It 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 is evident that 
uh, OJ Howard is taking over those tight end duties. It is very clear, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I also think it, it has to do with the fact that they're at the end of the year. They're not in playoff contention, and they're going to give Howard the reps now. I mean, yeah, Bray, Howard's the future, and Bray might be the now, but you're going to give you're going to yeah. give the future the reps at the end of the of a lost season. I agree. Um, so next, we're going to go to Shane. Yeah, so my sud was Devontae Freeman. Uh, ni- uh, 24 carries for 91 yards and a touchdown. That's a hit. Not a single catch, though. Not a, It wasn't even targeted. It was weird. He was not targeted in the game. Yeah. Weird. Um, Coleman, uh, they, they, they normally target uh, running backs a lot, and Coleman was only targeted once even. I mean, they just weren't throwing screen passes or... You know, outs. I, it was Mm-mm. it was odd. I, they won the game, though. It, yeah. it worked. Uh, my dud, however, I oh, wrong wrong running back. <laughs> uh, I had two in the backfield to choose from, and I chose the wrong one. Uh, Rex Burkhead, mm. who had uh, only eight yards rushing. Uh, he had five catches, forty-five yards. He also had a touchdown. Um, so that's. 10 points standard and 15 PPR. So yep, 10 to 15. That's yep. that's a miss. I mean, he got double digits of both, so that's there's no push there. I mean, even with just the catches alone, even if he hadn't had the rushing attempts, that's still nine points. That's still not... In PPR, that's still not bad. Well, I mean, I, w- I would call it a push if it was just yeah, the nine. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, he had that rushing touchdown. Um, I would just like to specify that I last week didn't agree with that. And I and even when we were texting with Chris about who he should start, I still said Burkhead. No, no, I, I know. I, I just... Really, it would have been fine if if it wasn't for the that touchdown. One, that one touchdown, that nope. one one yard carry. Right. Um, but I mean, the running backs and they they only had ten rushes for that for Lewis and Burkhead combined and twenty five yards. So it wasn't a great running day for yeah. Patriots. They didn't do well in a lot of aspects. And um, Carl, you are last. Do you have your guys in front of you? I do not actually. Okay, so you actually were the only one that hit on both your sud and your dud. Ooh. Um, your dud was Christian McCaffrey who yeah. had eight carries for 35 yards and three carries for 18 yards. So four to seven points, <laughs> depending yeah. on your league scoring. Yeah, unfortunately, the other running back in that uh, yeah. was a s- super sud. Which, oh, Which uh, anyways. What? He's, he's uh, never had – that's his first three-touchdown game. Yep. It was great. Really? Yeah. I actually did have that for later on in the, towards the end of the episode. But oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. We can so go sorry. ahead and skip that now. That's okay. Oh, um, <laughs> and then your sud was Josh Gordon. Three catches, 69 yards, and a touchdown. 15 to 18 points. That's a pretty solid week, if you ask me. Thank you. I, I'm pretty proud of that, actually. like yeah. the jo- When I saw Josh Gordon catch the touchdown, I'm like, got it! Sorry, apparently I can't math. That is 12 to 15 points. Yeah, but hey, that's still pretty good for a dude that you're getting yeah, off the waiver absolutely. wire in time for the playoffs. Who hasn't played football in three years. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's our suds and duds for the week. So, congratulations, Carl. Whoop, whoop. You know, toast to that with my Mountain Dew. Hooty who? Oh, the cops? Uh, you didn't know? Hooty who? 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 Hooty no one wants to see me pop and lock I it. Used that one before. Even I've, our producer sitting right next to us does not want to see you pop and lock it, I've Shane. S- I've said that every week. I, I, no, you haven't. I, okay, so <laughs> uh, for our main topic this week, we are going to discuss uh, who we believe our fantasy MVPs are in 
the four main categories. We're not going to talk kickers. We're not going to talk defenses. Are we going to... IDP? No, we're not discussing IDP. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh darn. Um, Oh, no. Take my eyes. Not my IDP players. Are we going to eliminate guys who have wound up on the IR? Not necessarily. Okay. Because that would hurt my first pick for quarterback of Carson Wentz. Okay. I'm going to start it out. We're going to start out with quarterback, and I'm going to first bring up Carson Wentz. So, Carson Wentz, uh, yes, he is now out for the rest of the year, and that's terrible for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but in standard leagues this year, he is uh, a stat that I totally had pulled up a second ago. Um he is the number two. I broke it. Number two ranked quarterback. I, I had this pulled up and then something distracted me and I clicked a button. Um, he's the number two quarterback in standard leagues this year. He is behind Russell Wilson. Um, although Russell Wilson had a bad first four weeks of the year and then an amazing rest of the year. So he also deserves the spot. But for yeah. consistency all season long, Carson Wentz has been that guy. Um, he hasn't had a sing, uh, a single game of not double-digit points. Um, which, I mean, yeah, if you get 14 points out of your quarterback, you feel like it's a bad week, but it's still a solid start. It could be worse. Yeah. And, man, Wentz has, even even in the game where he went down with an ACL injury in the third quarter, he had four touchdowns. I mean, yep. Uh, 26 points in that game. That could have been, he could have had more. Oh, so much more. Um, but yeah, he's my he is my quarterback MVP on the year. All right, Carl, who do you got? Um, so I'm kind of looking at I'm looking at players right now, and I'm going to go a little bit of a different route. Um, I am going to go with if you were someone that streams quarterbacks, as we like to talk about, um, and you picked this guy up, I think you would have been pleasantly surprised. And I'm going to go with a another uh, IR spot. I'm going with Josh McCown. Really? You're going with the Jets? Nice. I like it. I'm going with the Jets. Spoiler alert. This might not... Um, Spoiler alert. This may not be the last Jet that you hear about tonight. Ooh. Just throwing that out there. But no, um... Guess somebody's going to bring up Bilal Powell later. Duh. You think I'm not? If you take out, um... I mean... That's a joke. Yeah. I mean, you got a guy that was consistent most of the year. Yes, he was playing on a pretty terrible team. I was going to use stronger language, but our producer's here. Um, Yeah, mom. He doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You got a guy that was consistent. He only had uh, three games under 10 points, um, which, again, if you're streaming quarterbacks, like, that's not, you know, you're you're just looking for something serviceable. um, And, you know, all but three of those games that were uh, excuse me all but three of those games were above 15 points uh, or 15 points or more so I mean he was giving you good points on a regular basis um, he showed that he had weapons on a Jets offense that well, I didn't think was going to do anything this year um, you're not the only person especially like at, I hate to say it when, once he got Austin Sparian Jenkins his numbers drastically improved when yeah uh, his touchdowns went up yep. yeah because, I mean, the first five weeks he was at 8, 12, 11, 0, and then 10. And then Austin Severian Jenkins came in, and then it was 16, 21, 15, 15. Like, he 
he showed that he needed Josh McCown is great at making tight like okay tight ends look great. See Gary Barnage. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So he, Josh McCown is my uh, MVP, my unexpected MVP for quarterbacks. All right, Zach, bring up Joe Flacco. Do it. Because he's elite. Well, he is elite. He's elite. I'm elite. Did you know that he didn't pass uh, Aaron Rodgers in points this year until week 13? <laughs> we, yes, we discussed We discussed. A I think weeks we did, ago, but yeah. I just wanted to bring it up again. It's so good, though. It's so yeah, because we were looking at Same thing with Carson Aaron Rodgers still being like the number 30, and Carl started listing off the people that were right below him, and Joe Flacco was right below him. Oh, it's just, <laughs> it makes me so happy. All right. Oh, also, uh, another player that he didn't pass until week 13 in points is C.J. Beathard. Yeah, what? Are you kidding me? C.J. Beathard had more points going than him going into week 13 in a standard. Beathard league. had rushing touchdowns. By one, by one point, but yeah. Sorry, continue. I just, I just had <laughs> no, to bring I, those up. I, no need to apologize. Um, my quarterback MVP of the year is actually going to be... Geno Smith. Carson Wentz's adversary, Jared Goff. Oh, that's a good I like one. It. I like yep. it. Jared Goff last year started his career winless. He went 0-7 in his first seven games of the career. This year, he's led the Rams to their first winning season in 14 years since 2003. He's leading them to the playoffs. They've already virtually locked up a playoff spot. They haven't locked up the division yet because they still have to play Seattle again, but they've virtually locked up the playoffs. They're a hot team right now. He's got a great wide receiving core that he has... And he has a great coach. That's the most important thing is he has a yeah. fantastic coach and a great offensive-minded coach right now who is letting him develop. And one thing that I heard that they're doing a lot of is they're getting... So one rule that the NFL has is you can talk into the headset that's in the quarterback's ears up until there's 15 seconds left on the clock. One thing I've been hearing that they've been doing is they've been getting Goff to, this, to, this, to snap at about 25 seconds and then McVay is going through the next 10 seconds with him. That's huge. That's interesting. That is absolutely huge for a coach to be doing that to a second-year quarterback because he's teaching Goff how to read defenses and yeah. how to see that. That's insane. Huh. And hmm. good on him for doing that and being using that rule in a very Patriot-like manner where it'll you know some team will probably come out and say they can't do that anymore. But <laughs> but if it's not against the rules, then yeah, if it's, do it. I agree. And so Jared Goff, I mean, this year, he's got his three worst games were 12 points, 10 points, and 11 points. That was against Jacksonville, Seattle, and Minnesota. What do all three of those defenses have in common? That's not in standard point scoring, though. No, it's not in standard scoring, but, but the, the quarterback points aren't really going to change much. You can't use... Well, I'm just saying you can't use our Dynasty League as a factor because that counts sacks. That counts sacks against. A lot of leagues don't count sacks True. against to yeah, minus I points. I, I'm just I'm just looking at standard scoring, and the standard scoring is lowest with seven. But continue. Okay, but either way, what do those three defenses have in common? They're all very good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're all very good defenses. Other games, he's got 19, 26, 20, 21, 31, 30... 23, 17, 16. Those are very playable weeks for a guy that you did not have to draft. Now, a fun fact about, about Goff, which an argument in standard scoring, he is the 11th ranked quarterback. And that sounds like he's fairly low on there. There is almost no difference between 6 and 12 when it comes to the quarterbacks. 
any of those quarterbacks are going to be a solid start for you. And to be honest with you, the number, I have a league where I have the number six, and I have a league where I have the number 12 quarterback, which is Kirk Cousins and Matt Stafford. Yep. Um, and, I mean, that, that's 220 points to 208. Yeah, there's I mean, really... There's a 12-point difference between those positions. So, I mean, that's going from being considered a laughing stock last year to being in the top 12 quarterbacks yeah. in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And you know what... You, you got him for dirt cheap... Yeah, you get you, you got him for free. You got him for free in the free agency. Um, what does it say about what does his success and Case Keenum's success say about Jeff Fisher right now? That um, he shouldn't coach in the NFL again. That he has a good eye for talent, but he can't do anything with it. That's a very valid point. That's not. Yeah, I, I like that. Look what he did to Gurley. <laughs> well, I mean, Gurley's first year they used Gurley's talents. Gurley's second four year. games. Four games was Gurley's rookie year. This year, he's done it in all but, I think, one or two. I, and I hate to say it to you guys, and I know you're not going to like it. I still think that Keenum's going to fall back down to earth in the next couple weeks. Um, and it's and that's the to. worst time to do it because it's hard to put Bridgewater in there at this time of the year. You can't. You cannot put Bridgewater. I mean, no, bad, no matter how bad Keenum does, you cannot put Bridgewater in at this point. Because the worst... The, the only way I see Bridgewater getting into the game is if it's the playoff game and Keenum's thrown three picks in the first half or something. Like, there's a, a crazy bad turnover deficit going on. A Nathan Peterman-type game? Yes, yeah. just five five quick picks. Speaking of which, that that game this past weekend was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, it was. It was a snow game. The snow bowl. It was insane. I've got a fun fact about that the later The team wearing on too. camouflage didn't even win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Shane, do you want to kick us off with our running backs? Uh no. No. Carl. Okay. What? I don't um, I, I lost the stats again. <laughs> um, okay, Carl. I do wanna I do wanna just throw out a uh, quick um thing Honorable uh, mention. Quick, honorable mention to uh, Alex Smith for quarterbacks. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. He's a top five he's the number four ranked quarterback right now. Um even with his, past, you know, with the late season not doing that great, aside from week thirteen where he when he, when he went nuts. Um, <laughs> ape what, Carl? <sighs> ape shit. Um, sorry, I, I, mom. Sorry, I like the take with Alex Smith, but the only reason that I didn't consider him was because of the slump that the Chiefs went through for about seven weeks, and that also hurt him. I yeah. mean, it didn't. I mean. His rushing yards were saving him. Yeah, but it was still saving I know. fantasy-wise. Yeah. That, that also he was hurt. still startable, for sure. But That also hurt the guy that I would have said as my fantasy running back MVP if they had given him 20 carries a game in those seven weeks and probably won some games there. He's still the number four-ranked running he back. He is the four-ranked running back is Kareem Hunt. Because he had such a big lead after the first two weeks. After the first three weeks. He had double-digit points every week until week seven. And well, then, I'm saying the first... And then single-digit points until this past week where where he scored his touched, first touchdown yeah. since week three. Well, I'm saying the first two weeks because of the fact that he scored 40 points or more in each game. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Those first two weeks helped him get a massive lead that people couldn't catch. But the player that I am going to say, um, not he's a Saints running back, but not the one you think, uh, Mark Ingram. Fair. Yeah. So Mark Ingram is the number five ranked running back this year. And he's a running back that people liked going into the season, but a lot of people stayed away from. So you probably got him later in your draft than you could than you should have drafted him. Um, 
I can say that in in at least one of the draft in a redraft league that I'm in, the only true redraft league I'm in, um, with no keepers, he was drafted 54th overall in a 10 team league. So he's drafted in the sixth round. Which it, honestly, it's where he sh- maybe that's, a round or two earlier, maybe fourth to fifth. Round, I would but that's I would where say he that he was probably in in a lot of predictions in a lot of uh, preseason rankings, he was predicted third, fourth round. Um, now. He's showing that he belonged there. He belonged earlier than that. He is the fifth-ranked running back with uh, being on a team with the third-ranked running back as well with Alvin Kamara. Now, uh, Kamara, yes, was also dirt cheap. He was a later later guy. So, I mean, I could probably say co-MVPs here with the with the tandem in, in New Orleans, actually. I mean, Nothing. if you want to steal my guy, go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I told myself to go for it. Um, yeah, so so co-MVPs here. Kamara and, Kamara and Ingram. I mean... Everybody was we we were talking about before the season to stay away. We all said it. Yes. Yeah. I just saw something hilarious that I have to bring up because I know he's not going to be on anybody on his MVP list. Ezekiel Elliott is still the eleventh ranked running back right now. Ninth and standard. Ninth and well, no, that's oh my god. He hasn't played for five weeks. (laughs) That thirty-nine point game is. Still keep carrying him there. Yeah, we week seven roll. roll okay, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt. Ah, that's what I meant, Kareem Hunt. Thank I was, you. I was like, that's not. I pulled it. a Chris. Yeah. Um, Alvin Hunt Kamara. Hunt Mara. Alvin Hunt Kamara. Oh, oh no. Cook. Um, have you guys heard the uh, fantasy footballer's new nickname for Alvin Kamara? Mm-hmm. It's Super Kamario. And then they play the music to go along in the background. I'm okay with that. It was fantastic. I thought it was great. I love the footballers. Yep. They're pretty good. So so do you want to go with yours or do you want me to go with mine? Go ahead, Carl. Sure. Do you um, have to come up with a new one now that I yep. stole yours? <laughs> cool. Um, again, I'm kind of going to go on a weirder path with this one, um, but I'm going to go with El Duce, uh, Duke Johnson. Oh, okay. Um, he is the number 14 ranked running back, um, at least in uh, NFL. Um he is 21 in standard. Um, PPR is what is... Yeah, PPR is got... We gotta get on the same list. We can't just keep... <laughs> well, we can bring up we can bring up uh, PPR in comparison to okay. non-PPR. That's that's what we that we just did here. Um, in a PPR league, dude rocked the world this year. Um, well, he helped a lot. Um, especially for the price that you were probably getting him. You were probably getting late, you know... Late, later rounds, like you know. I'm uh, sorry, Carl. Who's I didn't hear the name. Uh, Duke Johnson. Oh, Duke Johnson. Okay, yeah, Duke. El Duce. Um, you probably were getting in, you know, 11th, 12th, 13th round. Um, Isaiah Crowell was the guy that everyone wanted out of that backfield. Yes, he was. Um, and there was some talks about like Duke Johnson. I'm getting more looks in the receiving game, but he, I mean, he put up some good, good numbers, and he was a solid in, in PPR. He was a solid running back too, which. If you drafted him late, like you got way bigger returns than you thought you were going to with this guy. Since week seven, he has had no. F- he has had one game with fewer than four catches mm-hmm. since week seven. That's half of your fantasy football regular season, for sure. <laughs> um, if you if you rode him for those last seven weeks, he probably got you into the stop it. Uh, he probably got you into the playoffs or helped you make a strong push to get into the playoffs. You want to be a star, don't you? You want to be a star, don't you? Hey, kid. Um, mm, mm, I feel dirty now. So, 
That, Sorry. So Duke Johnson is my uh, MVP. You the real MVP, Duke. All right. Um, stall long enough for you to. Yeah. Own. Well, I, I I had one, and actually, I think I found a different one I want to go with. I am going to go with a guy who, at the beginning of the year, he wasn't really helping you a whole lot because he was in a crowded backfield and he just wasn't getting the touches. That guy's name is Alex Collins. I was going to bring yeah. him up as an honorable mention if you if you weren't. Yep. So Alex Collins, since week eight, had, and this is PPR points, so half point PPR, 15. He had a down game with five, but that was against Tennessee, who does have a, who does have a decent run defense. Then... 15, 12, 22, and 23. Very similar in standard. It's it, he. Oh, because he's not a PPR yeah, back. He's not, so he, he yeah. doesn't catch the he ball much. So, yeah. Balls. Um, very good point. And he has had at least one touchdown in each of the last four games. This is a guy who was cast off by Seattle, another team that's just got a cluster bleep of running backs. Mm. And then you have him going to Baltimore, who again, cluster bleep of running backs, and he stood out. He... Everyone thought when Danny Woodhead came back that he was going to get all these catches and get all these carries and steal away from Alex Collins. Guess what? He's not. Alex Collins is the bruising running back, and if you watched him play against the Steelers this last weekend, he looked really good yeah. with that offense. He looked really good. And might I add that uh, if you're in the playoffs right now, his last three weeks are against Cleveland, Indy, and Cincy. Whew. That oh, this guy geez. might be a starter for you, even even with some great running backs already I'm putting on the in roster. My, I'm putting him in my flex. He's in my flex in one of my leagues. Yeah, he is. Uh, Feel he's somebody, free not to play him though. Shane. He is somebody that I'm thinking about uh, in a league that I might be playing you, and I'm playing him in a league where I might be playing Carl. Hey, um, no, Alex Collins. I, I like that pick a lot. Yep. Um, I think I, I heard some stuff that he's one of two SEC running backs. Like one of three SEC running backs to have um, three one thousand yard seasons, and it's um, I think it was Herschel Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker, and uh, Run DMC. Yep, it was Herschel. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna guess Cadillac Williams, but Run DMC makes more sense because Cadillac Williams was in a crowded backfield. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that, yeah, but he didn't do it for three years. Oh, that's most true. college yeah. running backs go for two years and then they go to the NFL. Yeah, two years at most. Yeah, two years at most. So, um, yeah, well, that's that's my uh, running back fantasy MVP. Um, do we want it? I feel like we got to give a, a special shout out to a guy who is labeled as a running back, but he wasn't really a running back. Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson. Yeah. I, he, when he was playing, he was absolutely dominating from the start of the season. 13 points, 24 points, 27 points, almost 28. He had a down week against Kansas City with one, which I don't know what happened there. But then he had 16, or so yeah, 16, 15, 11, and then a couple down weeks before he officially went on IR. But that was Rob Kelly coming back. So Rob Kelly was taking away his touches out of the mm-hmm. backfield. Samaj P. But, Ryan was coming in. Yep, coming into his own as the leading running back for the Washington Redskins. Fullback. Um, I, I meant what I said with running back. Cool. That's but, uh, what I said. Yeah, I so that was, that was the only. Only honorable mention I could really think of. Yeah, looking I was at this trying to. List. I was trying to look at some some honorable mentions. I mean, I think Kenyon Drake and uh, Rex Burkhead. Oh, Kenyon Drake's a good are one. Are worth yeah. mentioning just because of of the what they've done the last couple weeks heading into the yep. playoffs. Yeah. But the problem with those guys is it's still kind of hard to start them in, in a flex spot over certain you know other players that you might have on your team. Like it's, I've got Drake on my bench behind a couple people because if I could start him over wide right receiver, I would. 
I, I feel like we got to mention Frank Gore too. Just it, you would think that it's not that good, but he's right now in 12 team leagues. He is a running back too, which running back twos are always helpful. Mm-hmm. And this past week he had 36 carries at yeah. 30, what? 33, 34 years old. Yeah. He had dude. 36 carries in the snow where everyone looked like they had their speed threshold turned down to zero. It was his first 100-yard game of the season, though. It was, yes. but And it took him 36 carries to get yeah, there. But but still, I mean, that's good on him. I mean, yeah, he is one of the leading rushers in the NFL history, so good on him. Uh, let's move on to wide receivers. Zach, let's have you start off with the wide receivers, because I think you've got one that you want to... I do. And uh, I'm going to go with... A Minnesota native by the name of, well, maybe not from Minnesota. No, he is. Oh, yes. Amari Cooper. The the short legs. Just like our producer. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. Um, You didn't know him? The guy I'm going with is going to (laughs) be. Apparently, we just learned Kyle is old. Um, Older, I should say. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, No, Adam Thielen. He has been a revelation for Minnesota this year. Everybody thought this is going to be Diggs' big breakout year. You know, Stephon Diggs is going to be the team's number one receiver. He's going to be the number one receiver in the NFL. Right now, Thielen is light years beyond Diggs. Diggs is not... Diggs hasn't had really a fantastic game since, what, week five? Uh, Week four. Week four. I mean, his big breakout games were week one against the Saints and then week three against... Uh, the not because they faced the Steelers week two. Three was Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Then he played well against Washington. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the problem that Diggs has too is that it's hard not to put the best corner on Diggs because he's got that. Yes, Thielen catches a lot of balls for a lot of yards, but, but he's that he is that. Yeah, describe <laughs> little Jim Rat. Little Jim Rat. Um, but right now Adam Thielen is the number four receiver in fantasy. Now, this does include maybe a week or two of playoffs, depending on people's scoring. But, I mean, really, he's had two, three down, three to four down games, depending on what your opinion of him was at the time. But week two against Pittsburgh, he had 4.9 points. I think he had lost a fumble towards the end of the game, and that cost him a couple points. Uh, Chicago, he had five catches for 34 yards, but that's when they were playing really well on defense. That was at a time when they almost beat Atlanta. Um you had Detroit, him covering up against linebackers, but the most important stat is he has one game this year with less than five catches, and even in that game, he still had four. Every single other game has been, it was nine, five, five for four straight weeks, and then another nine, and then two more fives, and then eight, six, eight, four, six. That's, you can't ask for much more. Tell me that phone number again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Nice. Jenny. Uh, you can't get asked for much more than that from a guy that you probably drafted in what the tenth, eleventh, twelfth round. Yeah, you, yeah. You weren't planning on him being the number four receiver in fantasy. I guarantee you that. Oh no, you. I don't know that some people, some people weren't even thinking he was going to be the number four wide receiver in Minnesota. Fair. I mean, people were looking at Stephon Diggs. We signed uh, Floyd. If I can sign Floyd, yep. so they're like, oh, he's going to have a huge game when he comes back. From a Treadwell coming Tread. into his second year, um, and I mean, even the, the Vikings even tried to dr- t- try to sign uh, Alshon Jeffrey this offseason. They tried to yep. give him a big offer, so I doubt I don't. It would be either going to be Jarius Wright or 
Um, and I'm feeling that we're going to be on the chopping block. When he gets, and both of them are still on the team. Both of them are still on the team. Jerry's Wright's actually catching some balls, but that's... Every now and then. Yeah, every now and then. Every now and then. Um, I get a little Whoa. bit. Yeah. Um, but no, Thielen hurts me some Thielen. Yeah, so that's, that's what I got from my wide receiver. All right, I'll go with mine next. Uh, my guy is... You know, this has changed from MVPs to, like, mostly, like, best value that we've gotten... Well, it's kind of like what your MVP change. is. Yeah. yeah, so my MVP is Marvin Jones Jr. So, I, and I would like somebody that, that might have PPR, half-point PPR, to, to let me know. But in, in standard, he is actually tied with that uh, with Thielen for seventh. Um, uh, PPR, he is 12, but he is one position ahead of Golden Tate. Okay. So, I mean, and he was getting drafted probably far below Golden Tate in most leagues. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, looking full PPR, Carl? Um, I'm looking MFL, which I believe is just MFL uh, is full PPR. MFL so is, yeah, is full, full PPR. Okay, because I'm looking at half, and I have I have him actually right at 12 above Robbie Anderson and below Jarvis Landry. Mm. Mm, okay. But still, I mean, yeah, 12, 12. Seven, 7 to 12, no matter which position you're in. Yep. And in in comparison, Golden Tate was being drafted 30 was drafted 38th overall in this league that I'm looking at, and uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Um, who was drafted 82nd. I mean, that's that's solid production from from a later, you know, a ninth-round draft pick. Yeah, well, because I think Marvin Jones slipped in drafts because last year he started off the year so hot when he his first couple games in Detroit, and then he just fell out of existence in Detroit. And Golden Tate started to take that work. This year, both of them are getting the work. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Jones has proven that he is he is an end zone threat. I mean, he has eight touchdowns on the year. You mean the red area? Yeah, he's great in the red area. Ugh. And he uh monsters. Um he is he's had some he's had some good yardage games. He's had three games over 100 yards. Um three more over 85 uh but when it when it comes down to it, his his points come uh, in the red area, um, right on that Mon's bone. Uh, he is he is score or nothing, which is fine, except for when you get like, you know, he had a fifteen point, then a twelve point, then a twenty two point game all in a row there. Then he played Cleveland, so you're like, oh man, this is going to be great. And he had one catch for twenty two yards. Uh, but then for then the next two weeks, he had uh, a 14 and a 22-point game. Yep, three I, touchdowns in that two-game span. Yeah, so, and then 90 yards the next week. I mean, he has been pretty consistent, except against bad teams, because the then Tampa Bay held him down, too. So, play him against good teams, and send him <laughs> against bad teams, apparently. Um, yeah, apparently. But still, with that said, uh, I mean, 7 to 12 rankings, he's, he's just, he was a solid, I mean... He one of the best uh, bang for your buck draft picks uh, alongside with Adam Thielen. Absolutely, completely agree. Now, one thing that I do want to specify here, and I don't know if we kind of dove into this already, but between the wide receiver twelve and the wide receiver, let's go with four. Do you know what the point differential is there? I'm interested to find out what it is in yours because I I, I can tell you what it... Yeah, uh, go. 15 points are the differential between the wide receiver 4 and the wide receiver 12. Hmm. Do you know the difference between the wide receiver 1 and the wide receiver 4 is? 
is it about a hundred? It's about seventy. It's seventy <laughs> with Antonio Brown. It, it's a it's a seventy point jump. Yeah, it's, it's seventeen points in Seder, so it's very close. Yeah. as well. Yep. But yeah, it, I was gonna that's bring that insane. up too. I, I just wanted to mention that because that's the one and two crazy. wide receivers this year, and true MVPs are Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, for sure. I mean, they are by far. I mean. Brown plays great anytime Roethlisberger's throwing him the ball, and Hopkins can catch anything in garbage time. What would it take for you to bench Hopkins this week? Whew, man. Um, I would love a, a PlayStation 4 Pro. <sighs> Worth it? No. So Didn't think so. In our, in our, in our Dynasty League, Shane... You That's have me. five of the top 15 wide receivers. I know I do. <laughs> Three of your wide receivers are wide receiver ones. You have DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, and Larry Fitzgerald, who are the number two, three, and five wide receivers. And let's be honest, Keenan Allen's is based off of the last, like, five weeks. Yeah, it's not wrong. <laughs> and the next two on mine are Marvin Jones and Alshon Jeffrey. And also somebody that I want to give an honorable mention to, Paul Richardson. Oh, yeah. Who He's had some solid games. He's had some inconsistency. That's why he can't be my MVP. Yeah. But he's had some really big games, including last week in Jacksonville. You know who I'm actually going to give my honorable mention to? And it's ever since his... Oh, maybe we should let Carl give his. Yeah. Oh, God. So you know who my MVP is? <laughs> we keep do- I keep doing this to Carl, and I'm sorry. I just did it to him, no, too. You're fine. it's fine. It's, it's fine, guys. It's <laughs> fine. I'm going to bed, Dad. All right, I'm back. Uh, um, I, you know what? I don't even have one. I don't even have one. Uh, no, I do. Um, I was going to go with Robbie Anderson. Biggest bang for your buck. Biggest, huge bang for your buck. Um, in my dynasty league, he started on my taxi squad, and I was like, you're good. You're going to get promoted. And then I didn't want to win games, and so I, well, I still started him. Um, I, <laughs> I just stopped starting Antonio Brown because he was putting up 40 points a game. <laughs> Fair in, enough. In PPR. Fair um, enough. No, but Robbie Anderson, another Jet, um, coming from a team that no one really expected to do anything. But once Josh McCown kind of got into his own, you know, week six on, he went 11 points, 12 points, 22 points, 14 points, 18 points. This is all PPR, by the way. Um, and then he had the bye week, and then he had 32 points, 18 points, and then this past week, once McCown got hurt, back down to five. So I mean, the dude was consistent all throughout the year. He probably he probably helped you get to a playoff. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. But he is my MVP uh, for this for the wide receivers. Uh, my honorable mention is going to be Jarvis Landry, who in PPR he's always good, but he's number six this year. Um, he only had one game under ten points PPR wise. Yeah, yeah that's he's a been big, fantastic. That's a big drop from standard, though, because he's 15 in standard, which tells you how many catches he has in, on the season. I mean, Right, and how many yards, backslash, touchdowns he's actually getting. Yep. I mean, Chris and I were saying it before the year, Jarvis Landry, PPR machine. I tried to, at before the season, trade Chris Tyree Kill for Jarvis Landry, and he didn't I bite. also tried to get Jarvis Landry from Chris before the season. But you probably offered Jonathan Stewart. Well, yeah. <laughs> Hey, he would have come in handy this week. The one week. The one week. Um, my honorable mention that I have is, speaking of Panthers, is going to be Devin Funches. Since Kelvin Benjamin got traded to the Bills and has barely played with them, 
Uh, he has had no fewer than three receptions, no fewer than 59 yards, and only has one game without a touchdown. Or sorry, two games. It was the first game against Atlanta and then a uh, game against the Jets. But even against the Jets, he had 100, 100 yards receiving. Hmm. He, he's he been great this year for the Jets, and I am surprised because... Or not the Jets. He's been great this year for the Panthers. Carl's got me all jet. J-E-T-E. <laughs> J-E-T-E, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, he's just been great this year, and if you picked him up off the waiver wires, you'd be just fine starting him. The last five games that he's played, 11 points, 24 points, 14, 14, 13.5. That's a pretty solid wide receiver in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Another honorable mention also could be Nelson Aguilar, who came out of nowhere. It's true. Uh, and that's just, you know, it was his third year coming into the NFL. Well, once they traded uh, Jordan Howard, you knew, or Jordan Howard, uh, Jordan, Jordan Matthews. Matthews. Wow. Um, you knew that they, they thought good yeah. things of Aguilar. Cause because yep. he did the same things that Jordan Matthews did. Yes. Only faster and better. Um, you can read Shane, I know you're going to like this. The number 19 ranked wide receiver right now is Nelson Aguilar. You know who number 20 is? Des Bryant. Not not an MVP. Do you have any other honorable mentions, Carl or Shane? Do you have any honorable mentions? Please, God, tell me we can skip tight ends. I want to touch on one. Okay. Um, (laughs) I just all I want. Giggity. Um, I just wanted to touch on uh, Evan Ingram. Fair enough. Evan Ingram had a very you know had a rookie year. He was one of (laughs) he had a rookie year. He had a rookie year. He He did. Um. Yeah. I out just, of all the tight ends, out of all the tight ends, he, he had a rookie had year. Rookie year. Um, he was the one that we were most excited for coming out of uh, coming out of college. I mean, I we obviously had hype for yeah. OJ Howard. We had hype for uh, he had the he had the best opportunity to succeed right away. Yes, because he's not a tight end. He is a receiver that lines up at the tight end position on occasion. Right, and he has proved that by in. I'm not sure about the rankings that you guys are looking at, but my yep. PPR rankings, he is the number five tight end this year. Also in standard. Yep, I have him at 5-2 in half-point PPR. The only caveat that I'm going to put him at is with standard for a part of, for most of the season, he, I mean, the first couple weeks he was averaging 40 yards a game. He has had three really, really bad games, but for the most part, you've been able to start him every week. Since week six was probably the start of being able to start him every week. Yeah, because he went on a four-game stretch with touchdowns yeah. every single week. Of course, then KC in the Washington game killed you. But still, uh, week six was was the beginning of his coming out party. Yeah. Um, I would like to touch on one, one of these tight ends. Sure. Okay. Robert Gronkowski. He's number two tight end in, in fantasy. He has missed two games this year. And it, he is only seven points behind the number one tight end. He was played I, in, and I have him seventeen points behind the number one in half in PPR. Yeah, oh, in, in half. half PPR. I have him seventeen points behind. I have him twenty-five points behind in full point. Still, if he played those two games, he would have had at most at least three catches and probably at least seven more touchdowns. I will say Gronkowski is aver- in PPR he's averaging You think in game. two more games you would have had seven touchdowns? Yeah. Wow. I got faith. I knew you were delusional but man 
um no i mean he's been he's he's the gronk of old and he's actually playing a full season which is nice i mean yes he missed two games yeah but one they were suspension one for uh for a small injury yep but man I'm, I'm just i'm just so happy to see him playing the way he's playing still yeah week one probably got you a little scared when he only had two catches for 33 yards and you're like oh here we go again a little bit I but, mean, luckily, I, I also started Cream Hunt that week, so I didn't have to worry about the missing points. But yeah, yeah I was a little afraid. Yep. Um, but I unfortunately, there's really no tight ends that I. I want. I mean, I think Zach Ertz is also worth mentioning. Ertz um, is worth mentioning because he kind of came out of nowhere, and he had. A, I mean, yeah, well, he, he had, had a drop he, off. He had a good year last year. He had a solid year, but how many times? How many touchdowns did he have? He passed his touchdown total in like week four of this year. Going going into week eight, he was one of the leading receivers in the NFL. Yep. Um, I think mm-hmm. he was the leading receiver in the NFL for a while. Uh, or I think he was the leading catcher in the NFL for a while there because, I mean, he had eight five eight five six two five four. I mean, he was catching balls. I mean, Brown gets that many catches in one game, though. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> what can but, Brown do for you? He can win you a championship. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go IDP. So I want to talk about. You mean streaming? You mean streaming every player and yeah. every position because that's what IDP is. Yeah, it's the worst. It's it not is, good. I don't. I'm. I'm not a fan. I'm glad that I'm not in an IDP league. Um, if you are in an IDP league, then sorry. Yeah, for you. Not. Not sorry that I'm making fun of it. I mean, I, I can't. You can't really knock people for what they do or don't enjoy. I mean, if, if people enjoy IDP, cool, but it's not my. It's not for me. I when I was younger, when I was in my teens, I was into IDP because it gave me more things to focus on at the time. Mm. Uh, but I think after the second season, I played an IDP league uh, in my teens. Even I was just like, God, that's this just a lot of looking at matchups and changing things around and not having any idea what's going to happen here. I like IDP as about as much as I like ICP, which isn't very much. So, so a lot. I mean, I am a juggalo. You, you are. got the makeup on right now. I do. I'm, I'm glad we're not podcast. I'm not or podcasting this. We are podcasting. <laughs> video casting. I'm, I'm glad we're not like live streaming. Live streaming. Live streaming. That's the word. Or video we got casting. a juggalo, a gigolo, and a bugaboo. Oh no, he that that's an okay one. Well, that's the okay one. That's that's the okay, the okay one. Uh-huh. Because you bugger what, you bugger who, you bugger me, and can't you see it ain't cool? See, I, it's not hot. God, Chris Collinsworth, I don't... Uh, whatever. That's... <laughs> Anyways, do we uh, want to move on to our suds and duds then, or does yes. anybody yeah, else have any other... Let's, let's duds and suds. <laughs> Although, actually, you know what? I want to give out one more shout-out, and it's not to a standard position. I want to give a shout-out to the Jaguars defense. Yeah. Right now, in our XFL league, they are outscoring every single non-quarterback player. They have more points than Antonio Brown. They have more points than DeAndre Hopkins. They have more points than Bell, than Gurley. Everybody (laughs) that is not a quarterback, they have more points than right now. Huh. Yeah. This is a team that's had 10 sacks in multiple games this year, and I am riding their coattails into a hopeful victory this week. Carl, I wish you the best of luck. I'm going to be cordial about this. I, I wish you luck, but I hope I destroy you. As uh, as 
my favorite line from any Rocky movie. Well, that's my second favorite Adrian! line. Adrian! No, no, that's not even my favorite line. <laughs> there no. it is. Yep, there it is. My second favorite line from any Rocky movie. I must break you uh, in standard league, Jags are the 21st ranked player overall. That's insane. <laughs> uh, right, uh, right in between Alvin Kamara and Kareem Hunt. So the number three and four running back? Yeah. And two behind DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> That's nuts. That's why I want to give them a special mention, just because of how f- crazy they've been. That's fair. Seems fair. All right, so uh, let's move on to the suds and duds. Well, since I won last week, uh, is it okay if I start this week? Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll let you throw off your uh, lo- lo- losers. You, you probably need put some time for my your head to deflate. I like so. Smash Mouth. Kyle, are you okay what over there? The shape of an L on her forehead. No. No. No, I love the song "Loser." Three doors down, actually. Sorry, we had to. <laughs> Sorry, let's not have an off-mic conversation on mic. Yeah. <laughs> Might want Thanks, to Kyle. That. Yeah, Kyle. Maybe you want to edit this. He's nope. not editing. He's this. not editing this. Let's be real. All right, so my you know let's let's do a lot. It was it gave me luck last week. Let's do it again. I'm going to start with my dud. Uh, my okay. dud this week is going to be Todd Gurley. Um, Todd Gurley is the because he's a girly man. He's a girly man, yeah. No, that's the chopper. Ah, it's uh, not the Duma. Oh, Who is your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> Sorry. How do we, Kyle? You see what I have to deal with every week. How do we stay on task? I have no idea. <laughs> Kyle does live with us. He he knows. Chris keeps um, us on task when he's here. He, he really does, and when he's not, it's a it's a it's a show. Um, so Todd Gurley is my dud. Um, he's going up against Seattle this week. He has had a phenomenal year so far. I think I'm kind of going with my gut, and I feel like um, this. Wow, almost said St. Louis. The Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim are going to kind of rely, try and rely more on the passing game with the deflated Legion of Boom. Um, I. Don't think they're gonna try and ride Gurley as much as they want to. I also, uh, think I also think that they'll be playing from behind a little bit. Um, I, I think the Seahawks are going to take it to the Rams. I'm trying to put as many sexual innuendos in here. As I'm possible. liking it. I, I know. You, I <laughs> and know, I Gurley's know. gonna try to hit those holes, but he's gonna keep. But that Gurley's keep getting stuffed. <laughs> the holes are gonna be blocked off. Uh, they're gonna be. They're just not gonna be wide enough for him to get in in there, and um, he's not gonna get. Gurley's gonna have eight men in the box. Gurley is gonna have eight men in the box, and he's not gonna <laughs> get good penetration through the line. Did we hit them all? <laughs> I think you got them all. I think they're dead. It's like watching an episode of Family Guy just beating that dead horse. Well, what about that one time when you actually beat a dead horse? Flash, flash. <laughs> um, and no oh boy. Um, my sud this week, if you followed that at all, uh, my sud this week is going to be Nick Foles, starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, obviously, Carson Wentz went down. I Foles, I think Foles is like eight and two as a starter. Um, he's got, yeah, he's got a surprisingly he good has a surprisingly good record as a starting quarterback, um, at least with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, he has. He's like he is a competent quarterback who 
still has a lot. He has just as many. He has the exact same weapons as Carson Wentz. Um, he what? He has the exact same weapons as Carson Wentz. Does he now? Yeah, they both went to the same gun shop. They both went to the same gun shop. They both have Nelson Aguilar. They both have Alshon Jeffrey. I'm not talking about skill set. I'm talking about weapons on the. No, offense. I know, I know. But what I'm saying though is that they play for the same team, so of course they have the same weapons. Hey, you know what? I don't judge you on your <laughs> word choices. All right, bro. Ooh, come at me! Don't you're don't not bro- my supervisor. Don't bro, bro me. Don't bro me. Don't bro me. Don't bro me. Um, <laughs> I'm not your buddy, pal. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Nick Foles is going to be. He's going to. Uh, yeah, he's going up against the New York Giants. Um, Lennon Collins is kind of the only person I fear at this point. Remember like week two and three where we were talking about how good the Giants secondary was? I do. And that was weird. That was a long time that felt ago. So well, they weird. paid $200 million for that defense, so yeah, it kind of, you expected it to, and yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah, it's not happening. Um, so I think Philly's going to put up some numbers. I think Nick Foles is going to put up some numbers. Is he going to have a six-touchdown day? Probably not, but, you know. <laughs> I don't think there's been a six-touchdown day for a quarterback this year. Not this year. Which is normally one or two every season, so. I, every season? In the last few years, I should say. Oh, okay. Not every season, but since <laughs> I was the like, quarterbacks man, have I think ex- that's pretty high. Since the quarterbacks have exploded and Drew Brees throws for 5,000 yards every year, yes, there's... He ain't going to hit 5,000 this year. No, he's not. No. Not even close. Hey, Zach, what you got? Um, I'm going to have to turn the tables and go with my sud. Uh, my sud is going to be the aforementioned Jacksonville defense. I think that they're getting to the point where they can, for the first time in, I think, a decade, make the playoffs, if not even more than a decade. Their last time they made the playoffs was with David Garrard under center. Oh, no, wait. It was David Garrard no, under yeah, center. Yeah, that have been 2003, I think. Wait, no, later than that. Probably, was no, because I, I was in high school for sure. Were you not in high school in 2003? Oh, I'm so old. Shane, you're you're like six months old. You're eight months older than me. I was in high school in 2003. For a couple of years. For That was my second year. You would have graduated 06 or so, yeah. 07? 06. Well, what, what are we on, talking about? Just talk about right. your quarterback. <laughs> Jesus. What is I didn't even I mention a quarterback. Down, David Gerard. What, what, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing right now? The Jaguar, Jaguars' defense is going to shut down Houston this week. Houston is on their third quarterback after that, no pun intended, savage hit on Savage, Ooh, which wasn't really that so. savage. It was a standard hit, but he got concussed. He is out for this week for sure. I, there's no way he plays. But he, Jacksonville is going to control the tempo of that game. Moving on to my dud, I'm going to go Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald Ooh. is coming up against Washington. In PPR, you're probably going to be fine with him, but don't expect the kind of games that you had been getting out of him. Don't expect the 16, 19, 20-point games. I would say maybe 8 to 9 points. Okay. At, at, at most, I would say 8 to 9. So instead of being... Larry Fitzgerald. Instead, oh. Instead of being like the wide receiver 1 that he has been, he's probably going to be like a wide receiver. Yeah, two. I would say wide receiver 2, 3. And they're going up against... They are going up against Washington. Washington, the Norman. The Normans. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it makes sense because Gabbert has shown that he doesn't really have any other targets that he likes other than the tight end. Yep. But, all right. So, uh, mine then. Uh, man, I just, you know, I feel like I go 500 every week no matter which one I do first. So, I'll start with the dud. <laughs> and my dud this week is uh, a Mr. Alan Jackson Green. 
Um, uh, I don't know Alan Jackson's song, so I was gonna say I was. I did, were you about to do "Don't Take the Girl" by? No, no, I was gonna say "Don't Let Your Kids Grow Up to Be Cowboys." That's not it. Um, don't, yeah, definitely not that. Save a horse, ride a cowboy, nope. and nope. don't start AJ Green. Um, anyways, let's uh cover a song by Alan Garth- Jackson. <laughs> AJ, oh god, oh my god. Did you just figure out who I was talking about? Carl, (laughs) what? You're the one who likes country music. Well, you're the one that... Alan Jackson Green, and I'm like, who's Alan Green? I don't... What? Al Green. Oh, Oh. jeez. Well, Well, we know Carl's not... I know what Al Green's song. Yeah, right. We we know (laughs) Carl's not paying attention. So, AJ Green, uh, they are going up against the Minnesota Vikings. And, um... Beyond uh, a weird showing from Marvin Jones a Rhodes few weeks closed. ago, uh, Xavier Rhodes is shut down this year. I yep. mean, did you see what uh, Julio Jones is a couple weeks ago? Did you see Antonio uh, Brown? Hey, hey, uh, uh, Xavier, you're covering Julio. Damn right I am. I mean, it is. It, I, I just have trouble believing AJ Green can do anything on, on Xavier Rhodes. I see him going for. <sighs> Three catches, 46 yards, no TDs. I think last week was Cincinnati's give-up week when they let the they let Mitchell Trubisky look like a really yeah, strong NFL quarterback. I think he played like 27 of 35 well, passes. The thing is, though, Trubisky should be looking like that because they are stacking eight in the box because Jordan Howard's the only weapon they've got on that team. So the fact that Trubisky finally found all those open receivers is insane. Yeah. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. That's me being mad about the fact that Jordan Howard's looked worse this year because they're putting so many players up against him. Um, anyway, so AJ Green's my dud. My sud this week is a uh, Mr. Uh, Blackle Bartles. Blackle, uh, I believe Black, he is. Blackle Bartles? Blackle Bartles. He is a uh, wizard. Is that Blake Bartles' um, cousin? playing Quidditch. Um, so Blake Bartles is going up against Houston. And I don't know if you know this about Blake Bortles, but he has been playing pretty well of late. I think we talked about that earlier in the podcast. Uh, we did. Um, but exactly how well he's played. How well a, is he playing? That's an interesting story. Um, so last week he had 18 points. The week before that, 24-22. Down week of 8, 15-16-16. I mean, he's had one poor week in the since week 7. And even that poor week, it, it's not good, but it could have been worse. It could have been a three-point game or a Nathan Peterman game. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was eight points, which it's not ideal, but it's still not going to absolutely kill your team. Yep, and so and he's going up against a Houston team that has not shown well. I mean, every now and then, they the for some reason, the defense shows up like every few weeks, but... I just, I just don't believe that Houston can stop this, uh, this team. When I, to be honest, that that defense is going to be on the field a lot against Blake Bortles because of the running game. Yeah, because that because of the running game and because of that Jacksonville defense is going to get that off that Houston offense off the field quickly. Do you think D.D. Westbrook has his first hundred yard game? I think it's very possible. I think he's close. Okay. Who, I would say he's 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 probably got he's probably got a, a five catch ninety yard game in him. Who do you think has the better week? Him going up against Houston or Marquise Goodwin going up against Tennessee? Ooh, man, I I think Goodwin. Okay, I think Goodwin as well. I think it'll be I think it could be close, 
But Garoppolo has shown a lot of love towards Garoppolo's, Goodwin. And Garoppolo's getting a lot of yards. I mean, yep. yeah, his first start, he only had like 250. But then last week, he had about 350. I mean, he's looking good. All right, so let's uh, let's move on. Let's go to... Uh, uh, we got one in the chamber? Yeah, we do. Zach's got a trivia corner for you. He's going to show you all the things that you Every want week, to Kyle. know. Every week, Kyle. Every week. Trivia corner, uh. baby. Okay. Zach's got a trivia uh. corner for uh. you. He's going to uh. make you feel real good about the trivia. Yeah. You're going to learn some stuff today. You, you might as well not tell them to stop. They, they won't. What are you talking about? Yeah. All right. Um, I just blacked I, out. I have a bit of trivia. Um, well, let's get it on is not an Al Green song. Uh, it's a Marvin Gaye song. It is yeah. a Marvin Gaye song. Let's Stay Together yep. is an Al let's. Green song. Fun facts. Uh, any, uh, <laughs> um, so I knew that right after so, I said it, too. Yeah, I was I mean, like, mm. yeah. like, I thought about it, and then I get a conspicuous message on my phone going, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably. I have breaking news. What do you got for us, Shane? Aaron Rodgers announces he's been medically cleared to return. Coming! He's coming! You play him You play him this week. You play him this week. You play Jordy Nelson this week. You might play Randall Cobb this week. You might play everybody. Yeah. Except for the tight Maybe ends. Maybe not Devontae Adams. I would play Devontae. Devontae Adams has been like a top 10 wide receiver this year. Yeah. Like, he's been good. But so can we get to the tribute or the fun fact corner? No, we're gonna cut it. No, All right. Um. So since 2015, no one has had more rushing touchdowns than Devonta Freeman with 28. I really, really, yeah. Rushing, rushing touchdowns. Huh. No running. No one has had more rushing touchdowns than 28 over the past three plus. Seasons. You know, I can believe that because he has been a consistent starter for yep. the past three years. When a lot of other players that we talk about are. Second year, first year players. Yep. I, I guess the only one that I would consider even like Demarco Murray or Lashawn McCoy. Like Lashawn are- McCoy would be the only other one I would think of because Demarco Murray. Oh, Demarco Murray was injured for a little. Yeah, he, he had, had some off year with Philly. Yeah, and, but Lashawn well, McCoy, McCoy gets injured every week. The air. Uh, yeah, but Lashawn McCoy plays through his injuries. <laughs> yeah, fair. Usually. No, I can believe that. Okay, um, yeah, I dig it. So next one, Matt Ryan is two and zero this season in games where he throws three or more interceptions. What's his record in games that he's up twenty eight to three? Zero and one. Continue. Um, all other quarterbacks are combined zero and twenty this season when they throw three plus interceptions in a game. Wow! So Matt Ryan is the only one with a victory when he throws three plus interceptions, let alone being two and zero. Uh, Josh Gordon's receiving TD was his first in 1,456 days. It was four calendar years, pretty much, before his first receiving touchdown. That was insane. All right, so some Jonathan Stewart facts right now. Uh, Do we have to? (laughs) Yes. It was the first 100-yard rusher the Vikings have allowed this season. I did know that. Jordan Howard came close, I think, earlier this year. Um, so, or someone came. No, it was Amir Abdullah. Amir, Amir Abdullah right. got like ninety-four yards, and he's not even playing anymore on his team. Well, he's hurt. No, close. he was yeah. medically cleared this last week, and they had him on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was his first three TD game of his career, uh, and it was the first by a Panthers running back since two thousand eight with D'Angelo Williams. 
Oh. Oh. And then the last uh, fun fact here is this. It was the first three rushing touchdown game allowed by the Vikings since 2006 against Steven Jackson. I was going to guess that. Were you actually going to guess Steven Jackson? No, but I was going to oh. try and guess if you give me like a year. Carl, who was the last running back to score three TDs in a game against the Vikings? What was the year? 2006. 2006. Um, let's go mm. with Chester Taylor. I'm going to go oh, with... He was on the that was for the Vikings. No, for the Vikings. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with... Uh, oh, um, oh, Frank Gore. Nope, sorry. Michael Turner. Nope, sorry. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson. You guys, you're, you're really struggling. Sean here. Alexander. Andrew nope. James. Nope. Ah, uh, man. Priest Holmes, maybe. Oh, was it Priest Holmes? Nope. Uh, okay. Uh, Jamal Lewis. Nope. A train. A train. <laughs> was it Chris Perry? <laughs> Cadillac Williams. <laughs> All right. Greg Jones. <laughs> Just name him fullbacks. Michael. Scott. Don't you dare. <laughs> yes. Was it Samaj P. Ryan? <sighs> no, but back, uh, I mean, at oh, that no, point, he was only that, 22. At that point, he was playing P. <laughs> I hate you guys. He's a full-grown man. I hate, uh... Is that the end of your court? <laughs> Anyways, this last week in the Snow Bowl between the Colts and the Bills, there were a combined 97 rushing attempts by both teams. <laughs> that was the most in an NFL game since week 10 of 1981. When the Chiefs and the Bears combined for a hundred rushing attempts, huh? That blew my mind. That's the Chiefs and the Bears combined for a hundred rushing attempts in the game. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't an Andy Reid coach team, so <laughs> that's true. In Jesus, 80, in eighty-one, would that have been Walter Payton? At that, that would have been Walter Payton at that point. Oh yeah, internet. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyways, um, uh, while Carl looks that up. Um, we got a couple more here, and then we'll be all set. Uh, with Larry Fitzgerald's 23-yard reception this last week, he officially became third on the NFL's all-time receiving list, and he passed that average wide receiver, Randy Moss. That average Hall of Fame wide receiver, Randy Moss? That average doesn't have a Hall of Fame coat yet, Randy Moss? I'll have one before Terrell Owens. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> Carson Wentz this Even week. Even if they're inducted it, at the same time, his name comes first in the alphabet, so he'll walk up on stage before Terrell Owens. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, you didn't know? Oh my god! <laughs> you got any more Carson, fun facts? Carson Wentz this week set the Eagles' record for passing touchdowns in a season with 33. Passing Sonny Jurgensen, Donovan McNabb, and Randall Cunningham. Um, and I hate Shane. And the Rams have three blocked punts this season. The next closest teams have one apiece. So they're the only team in the NFL this year with multiple blocked punts. And then the last two I have here are Ben Roethlisberger is now the only quarterback in NFL history to have three 500-yard passing games. I know what that excitement's for, and I'm glad to hear about that. See that excitement, um, and so yeah, I said Ben Roethlisberger is the only quarterback to have three 500 yard passing games in his career in the Super Bowl era. And the last thing here, and this is kind of crazy, this Ravens and Steelers combined for 77 points 
the other night when they played. That was the most in a single game in series history. Because they're always, they're always, you know, 13 to 10, 21 to 17 type of games. But they had 77 combined points. Yeah. So that's all I got. Oh, I got. Uh oh. I brought up the stats for this game. Oh, the the 100 yard rushing attempts game? Or the 100 rushing attempts game, yeah. Oh, man. It's not great. Um, What do we got? How many yards did William the Refrigerator Perry have? Uh, Perry had. Also a fullback. Also a fullback. Uh, he did not have... A... That would have been before they used him as a running yeah. back. Um, Walter Payton had 21 attempts for 70. There were zero 100-yard rushers in this game. And 100 <laughs> rushing attempts? 100 rushing attempts, zero 100-yard rushers. Holy shit. Um, Walter Payton led led all the rushers with 21 attempts for 70 yards. Uh, there were no touchdowns scored in this game. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie. I just lied. Um, there were two. There was one for Chicago, one for Kansas City. Uh, Chicago won sixteen to thirteen. Um, the this was a bad game if you were a Kansas City fan. Um, or a good game, depending. On, so, Kansas City was sacked four times. Chicago was sacked zero times, probably because they ran it all the time. Um, their Chicago's quarterback Vince Evans, whoever Mike Evans' uh, dad, he. Completed seven passes on thirty attempts Ooh. for seventy-seven yards and a touchdown. Ooh, um, was it a bad weather game again? I don't. It, I feel like it would have had to have been. Um, actually, let's. Uh, roof outdoors. Uh, weather fifty-three degrees, thirteen nope. mile an hour winds. Nope, that's not that. Oh man, that's rough. It was on AstroTurf, so that was like the beginning of AstroTurf, and it was outdoors, so that's a little weird. But um, but seven of thirty, I think Hackenberg could put up better numbers than that. Um, Kansas City had his, that can't be right. That can't be right at all. What? It says six turnovers. That can't be right. Well, with that, um, I think it's time for us to uh, finish off this Gatorade and finish our Advil because I think uh, that's. Jeff Fisher had uh, one kick return for 15 yards and uh, two punt returns for uh, 28 yards. Fun fact. Nice. Fun fact. That's the end of our fantasy hangover, guys. You guys have a good week. Good Good luck luck in your playoffs. Deuces.